0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. The T stands for tumble this this Sunday afternoon. How are you feeling over there? Joel took a little tumble today. Tumble would probably be putting it lightly uh-huh i had that one more too, like on, a on tuesday splat.
1: that's probably a better accurate Hold description
0: let me, let me crank up a little dusty roads he
1: fell on his ass is what he did <laughs> <laughs> yes he did <laughs> he sure did if there wasn't a crack already there there'd be one now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well first and foremost let me say that. it's good to see you again i've seen you already on this sunday we'll talk about that a little <laughs> later i'm sure but it's good to be back podcasting here at the Startable Studios. For Super Talk Mississippi, glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Charnin's Moon Ice Cream. I assume there'll be some Strange you, you need to treat yourself to a little Strange Brew now. Yeah. A little coffee.
1: Yeah. I hadn't been to the actual facility
0: in mm-hmm. so over a week now, I guess. We were just talking about that. We were just. I, I, I drove up here. That is the first time I've been in my car to drive since... Uh, I got home from the Vanderbilt game on the Saturday, well, I guess eight days ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had a five-day stretch as well with no driving that was broken on Thursday night when I ventured out to, appropriately enough, given the show here, mm-hmm. Waffle House. One of the only <laughs> things open. But it is literally the closest restaurant to my house. It is. Which is only like a mile and a half. So. It's also the best restaurant. <laughs> it was darn good Thursday I night. I bet it was,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Saw a listener there too. So if you're, hey, if you're listening. Cool. Did, did, they, you. did they question why you were at Waffle? Oh, you couldn't make it. to Aha. Uh-huh? did not. Oh, did I not. Would, I would have loved for that to have. Happened. I was halfway expecting it. Yeah. but didn't happen. Well, you head on up to Strange Brew and uh, and get yourself a little treat. Make yourself feel better. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Uh, I want to thank our other sponsors, College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. I know College Corner had, you know, obviously they were shut down a little bit uh, with the ice and all the weather down here, but they're back open. And of course, you could always shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. Time to get some new gear, some new maroon and white in your house, in your closet. Get it done as quickly as possible. Don't. I received word. I had word get to me. That's the kind of network we have. That's in Dallas. Someone was spotted in a maroon is all that matters shirt. Come on. That shirt is 17 years old.
1: You know how they have those programs where... uh I don't want to get political here nothing, like but they, programs, like turn so. in your guns. Yeah, and
0: get new guns. Yes. This is what we're talking about. If, if any, if any, if College Corner wants to sponsor the turn in your maroon is all that matter, maybe not a free shirt, but we'll give you half off. Buddy, I'll come out there and ring the ring the bell in front of the store for you or something. I would say a million dollar idea, but I don't know how many of those are left, so that may not be a million. There's a, oh, there's plenty. I've, trust me, I see them all the time. <laughs> like, I have a, I have a detector. I have a sensor for it, like. If there's one within a hundred yards of me. I know. I mean, look over there. You know, almost invariably tucked into a pair of jeans that are just under the per- over the person's hips. What do you call it? The maroon is all that meters or something. It's know. my maroon is all that me- matters meter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just, you just hear. It. It, it, and you know what it? You know what it, what it? The, the noise that makes this character. <laughs> <laughs> if I just hear character, i was like, <laughs> it's nearby. It's like Ron Swanson when he, when he senses his ex-wife Tammy. I just I just, I just, I just know it's there. CollegeCornerStore.com uh, Advantage Business Systems says, Why make the choice between a big business that can fill all of your needs and a small business that gives you great personal service when you can have both with Advantage Business Systems? That's what 50 years of working in this state has gotten them, being a great local business, helping out their fellow Mississippians, keeping Mississippi dollars in Mississippi. That's more important now than just about ever. So, when you have technology needs, Advantage Business Systems can help you get those filled, and then when problems arise, they are always on call and ready to help you out and get you back up and running as soon as possible. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. you find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Boy, we got a lot to talk about. It's a tale of two days Yeah, for Mississippi State Athletics. Saturday, as good as it's going to get, Sunday, not so much. Yep, pretty rotten Sunday, uh, Yeah, all, all told. Um, Sunday's was, not over.
1: As right. I, as I uh, wrote oh. about the baseball team, it was literally a pain in the neck, you know,
0: from yeah. beginning yeah. To, to, to end. So That's a good point. Let's start with baseball, and uh, we'll start with these two games that we've covered. Obviously, tomorrow's show, Joel, you know we're going to have to record tomorrow evening, just just go ahead and get ahead of that. Um, but MSU on Saturday looked as good as they possibly could look. Timely hitting, quality pitching, depth in the bullpen, guys in the bottom of the order producing, guys in the top of the order getting some hits. Just a really, really good performance on Saturday as MSU takes down Texas. 8-3 to uh, three was your final score. Christian McLeod, what, started to get four innings? Yeah, four plus. I don't think he got an out in the fifth. I don't think fifth. he got, yeah. No, he, he did he did, he did. not get an out in the fifth because Landon Simpson had to strike out three in a row. And then enter night, exit light. Landon Sims comes in and punches out ten of the twelve batters that he faces. I love talking about filth when it comes to bat to baseball. That's one of it's yeah. just filth. That's what it was though. He was dominant on the mound.
1: I mean, I don't know what Mississippi State's rotation will look like come the end of the year. It could very well be the three guys that we expected going in. Although it's another thing I don't guess we've talked about. Eric Sarantola's is not going to pitch. Monday, you know, he's not right. going to pitch his weekend. Be, anyway, we can get into that if you want to. But We'll, we'll talk about
0: it a little bit more. But next. by
1: the end of the year, I don't know if it'll be the three guys that we thought it would be with McLeod and Bednar and Sarantola. Maybe they're the three that's still starting come June. Um, or maybe it's not. And if it's not, it would be awfully tempting, wouldn't it, to, to see what Landon Sims could do in one of those spots. You lose him out of the pen, though, if you do that. And, and to me... As Mississippi State is currently constructed, and Chris Lamona's hit on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's such a weapon right now yeah. out of the
0: pen. I mean Bobby he, Falk was talking about this weekend. It just it just makes more sense for Landon Sims to put him in a situation where you could use him twice in a weekend.
1: I mean, theoretically, I don't know what Mississippi State will do today, you know, if you're listening on Monday. I don't mm-hmm. know what Mississippi State will do on Monday. But I mean, I think Landon threw fifty something pitches on he could Saturday. Come back today. He could probably give throw you, a you give you an inning. On, yeah. on Monday if you needed him to. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the ninth inning and you're up one. You can and, bring him in. I mean, I'd say, hey, Landon, how you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> and if he says good, he's the guy. I say he's the guy. I mean, maybe Spencer Price is the guy. I mean, he looked fine, too, when he came in to, yeah. to lock it down on, on Saturday. And McLeod so. looked
0: good the first four innings.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was very and, solid. and let's not forget, too, State was playing a darn good team. So yeah. a, a little bit of a rough inning,
0: that happens. Were you, were you more impressed with... State's ability, state's pitching in that game, or state's hitting in that game. Because when you look at the stats and you see where the hits came from, you know, Hancock three for four with a solo shot. De was one for four and scored a couple of runs. He also got on base with a walk. Landon Jordan was one of three. Uh, Drew McGowan was uh, two of four. I mean, you got hits, you got all those hits from the bottom of the order. If the bottom of state's order hits like that, it'll be tough to beat. And yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute because they didn't hit like that on, on Sunday. And like we said they slowed down this Texas lineup. I mean, they stay, Texas gets two runs in the ninth when the game was all but over. They won going into the ninth. Just, just a really, really good good start to the season. You, you couldn't have asked for anything more from Mississippi State baseball on day one. You saw everything that you wanted
1: to see. Christian McLeod, like you said, until that fifth inning mm-hmm. was just super good. Mm-hmm. Landon Sims was out of this world. I mean, he was just unconscious out there yep. doing stuff. Um, pitching wise, the only blemish at all was was Riley didn't Riley self Riley didn't do all that well yeah. there. when he got his opportunity there in ninth, yeah. but uh, you saw everything you wanted to see. We said going in, that, what offensively is probably where the biggest question marks were on this team, and they go out and score eight runs against Texas. Um, and, and guys. Whether it's Landon Jordan or Drew McGowan, I mean, you're getting production out of guys that you don't necessarily expect. You think this team can't hit for power? Well, Rowdy Crank one. Luke so Hancock cranked one. Yeah. You kind of had – you can't answer all your questions in one baseball game. You just can't. Right. But if you wanted to uh, start feeling good about where some of those questions were, they gave you every reason to on Saturday.
0: Yeah. When the pitching line is 18 strikeouts to one walk, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's, you're probably going to win a lot of games, and it's sort of the opposite of what happens. You know what? What Texas's line looked like is what Mississippi State's line looked like on Sunday. Texas in uh, game one had eleven strikeouts and five walks with two errors. That's just how you lose when you put guys on base without hits. That's how you lose baseball games, and that's what happened to Mississippi State. Seven on, total walks on on Sunday. On Sunday for yeah. state pitching. Yeah. Final score in on that one: three-two. TCU gets the win. Give a lot of credit to TCU, I thought. I thought, especially from a pitching perspective, uh, their starter... Um, Russell Russell Smith. Smith. Yeah, really solid. Big left-handed pitcher, power pitcher. Goes five and a third, strikes out six. Well, that's
1: what Chris Lamona said after the game, is he gives more credit to Russell Smith yeah, doing his job than Mississippi State, his guys not doing theirs. I mean, But at the end he, of the was... day,
0: State loses the game because of errors. You know, they they... they Unearned runs and walks are what hurt Mississippi State today. Yeah. They only gave up four hits. That, I mean, and they couldn't get the timely hit themselves. They load the bases in the ninth score a run. Bases load at one out with Drew McAllen up, and uh, he hits into a game ending double play. I mean, I have in, to finish it off. Yeah. And hit a rock. I mean, he, he was right on it. I mean, oh, yeah, he, he made great contact. It, it just good play. They were double play depth. They made the play they Chris, had to Chris at. said after the game, too, that to
1: double up Drew McGowan, that's about the only way that they were going to be able to do it because McGowan, I think he said, runs a 4-1 to first. Yeah. Oh, he was, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he just, I mean, he laced. He smoked it right to the second baseman right near the bag. And mm-hmm. and in the first baseman, too, for TCU, heck of a pick. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't the greatest of throws over there to him, but he picked it and – that's ball game, yep. but uh, some some misfortune. Um, but like I said earlier, I mean, play on words, but pain in the neck from getting in. Will Bedner not getting the start there? Right. With, with woke up with a knot in his neck or something that wasn't feeling right, and and then Crystal Monas did again. With Will Bedner, what we saw him do with JT again a little bit. Mm-hmm. He kind of talked after the game, and I don't know this for sure, but he kind of talked after the game like, yeah, it was a situation where maybe they could have just ran him out there anyway. Kind of thing, but like he said, he said we got so many guys that have the potential to have long careers. It's just not smart if they're not feeling right to put I them. Totally out
0: agree. There. Did he give I didn't. I wasn't on post game. You were. Did he give any indication that Bednar would be able to start on Monday? Said that
1: they'd have to kind of evaluate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, said they wouldn't know tonight. Kind of deal. It may he be he a wait and see how he feels in the morning. Kind of thing. Did he give an indication of who might start if not for? Didn't I asked him what's kind of his options there, and he, he kind of said that. May end up being kind of a lot of guys again, like you saw on Sunday. Could be
0: Carlisle Kessler would be my first guess. That would be
1: my first guess, for sure. Um, Hadn't seen him yet, and he's a guy that can definitely do it. And I don't know if – look, I'm as excited as anyone to see, like, a Jackson Fristo go out there right. and start. But I don't like know it's if Texas this is – Texas Tech. I don't know if you say, hey, Jackson, welcome to SEC baseball – or, you know, welcome to big-time college baseball. Here's your first start on Monday against number whatever they are, Two. Texas Tech. Yeah, I knew it was high. Yeah. I about said three. So, anyway, I, I knew it was up there. Either way, I don't know if that's where you put a fristo or a Tuller or something like that. I, I think that's seems like you go with uh, the old seven-year college baseball vet, yeah. Carlisle Kessler, and then if you need to go to some of those other guys later. That's As what we sit here
0: do. and record, Ole Miss is leading Texas Tech 5-2 uh, in the bottom of the fourth out there in Arlington. Texas Tech, obviously, they lost uh, Saturday night to Arkansas 13-9. So it would be really something if State could get the win tomorrow but only start one of their projected opening weekend roster. Well, it would illustrate that or, dra- that. or rotation, I mean.
1: illustrate that depth again. Yeah. I mean, it's what it would do. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing, man. There's, You know, God forbid somebody has to be out for any length of time, but you certainly have the depth to cover it
0: in, in the pitching staff this year. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody – And it somebody, doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. Huh? Ben already just said he woke up with a knot in yeah. his neck. Pro- he My he, guess is he'll start today yeah. or tomorrow as you're listening sarantola they, they you not know not a long-term deal. not a long that just it screams of something it screams it? of COVID. <laughs> i mean we can't we can't confirm or deny but it, it if somebody just misses that he didn't travel either so if he's not even with the team chances are he's quarantined so chances are friday night next week it will be mcleod saturday it will be bednar and and uh sunday will be sarantola and just sort of take it from there. But if state could get a, a win on on Monday,
1: well, I say that that would be pretty impressive. You talk about that. You know, this Bednar thing may end up if he starts on Monday. You're not bringing him back on Saturday.
0: Well, that's a good point.
1: I mean, yeah, you, you may, may about just that a little bit. Throw Sarantola in there on next Saturday, on Saturday and let, let Bednar go, go Sunday. Sunday. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I mean, you got you got those room three guys. Figure that
0: out. It also depends on what Bednar does. If he comes out after three innings, you know, that's true too. You know, it just depends on how many pitches. Yeah, he throws. if he throws fifty pitches in three innings or something, or, or even if he has a really good game and throws, you know, sixty pitches in six innings, you know. But we'll just have to see. We'll have to see where it takes us. But State's now one and one on the young season, but they've looked pretty good. Yes, they just needed a couple of more clutch hits on on Saturday, on Sunday. Sa- Saturday's performance you can't you can't knock any holes in it. Just sort of depends on what they do. You know, we'll we'll take away big picture impressions on the Monday show when we know what the result of that uh, of that Texas Tech game is, but. Early on, I mean, what do we say we were cautious about some of the, the unknown batters? And Christian McLeod needs to be an ace. So far, so good on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I coming out of the two games, I know they're one and one. Yeah, um, you'd like to be two and zero, oh, but coming out of the coming out of the two games, uh, I feel better about Mississippi State today than I did coming, you know, into the game on Saturday after watching them play two. Uh, I feel like they have answered some of the questions that I had. I, I think Drew McGowan, if you wanted him to be your everyday left fielder, I know he didn't start on Sunday because Brad Combus gets that start, but he started, performed well on Saturday. Uh, you know, comes in there and, like I said, didn't get the key hit, but he knocked the crap out of the ball, just went to the wrong spot. I mean, Drew McGowan looks like a guy that if you want him to be your everyday left fielder, he could be. Uh, Landon Jordan, he had some big hits on uh, on Saturday. So they, they've answered some questions. I. Offensively, some of my other questions revolve around, like, Kellum Clark. How's he going to fit into this mix? Because Lamonis has said repeatedly coming into the year he's got to find a spot for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that's going to be. Uh, Brandon Pimentel, I guess, has just dropped off the face of the earth because yeah. he didn't play at all over the course of the first two days. And I say that, maybe he starts on Monday. Who knows right. what happens. But, it probably
0: depends on – I don't know who Texas Tech is throwing, but like a righty or a lefty, will make that decision for
1: – I think it was scheduled to be a lefty,
0: I believe. Then maybe I don't know.
1: Don't hold me to that. Yeah. I, I was I'm trying to remember game notes, and I don't have them in front of me. So yeah, well, I mean, a lefty. I don't know. If it's
0: a lefty, I, I don't think it's hard. So, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, like I said, it's it's the second game of the year. No, no point in jumping off bridges, and no, no point in, no point in celebrating from the first game no. either. Just no, I
1: mean, if they'd be, we me, you and I would likely have about the same conversation we just had. Win or
0: lose, if it depends were, on what the game looks like tomorrow. Yeah. They lose thirteen to nothing. I might it might be a little different, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think you saw this week that the, that group of scrappy little guys they can get after.
1: It's amazing how those little old bitty guys can just hit it
0: over that wall so far out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy what a lot of things do. <laughs> Let's move on over to basketball, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. So, you know, Welcome Home Beef is a proud supplier of country pleasing products too, right? Which <laughs> we all know. So I saw uh, my friend Scott Sanders, one of the, the Sanders brothers, who's one of the, ru- the, the managers and owners and top meat guys. That's their official title, top meat guys. And uh, he tweeted out, they've got some of that maple blueberry sausage. Mm. And you, you like you like breakfast, right? Yes. You're a breakfast guy. Yes. You take your sausage sometimes and, and sort of run it through the syrup on your pancakes? You know it. What if I told you you could just eat the sausage and not have to get that sticky syrup all over your plate? Would you be interested in something like that? I'm highly intrigued. Well, I ha- I told him I was like, look, I don't know I'm gonna be there, but you saved me some of that sausage. <laughs> I want it. I want it. and I'm gonna have it. I want it all. Yeah. I want it all. Woo. I want it all. And I want it now. <laughs> that was great. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I might I might have to pick up a couple steaks or maybe some uh, some roast or something. I gotta do something on the grill. This I haven't cooked. Couldn't cook the last you know, two weekends. My, 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 my backyard was an ice shelf. What was I going to do? So, I'm going to head to Welcome Home Beef this week. I I suggest you do the same. Plus, as we get close to the end of the month, don't forget all, a lot of your local sh- uh, groceries up here in North Mississippi are going to be carrying Welcome Home Beef products. Go to their website at welcomehomebeef.com or check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Beef. Find out all those locations, including here in Starkville at Val's Market. Will those products be available? Call them today at 662- 268 8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Pick yourself something up delicious. I promise you one thing
1: it just tastes
0: good. You almost wooed. Yeah, I did. I, uh, saw, I, was, I saw your lips person together. A, there. I had a
1: message. I was kind of in between thinking about the message and all right, what is it? playing my part.
0: Oh, look at this. What am I supposed to be looking at? So, Deion Sanders' first game today? Yeah, he beat the crap out of him, didn't he? Yeah, all of his belongings were stolen out of the locker room during the game. Including his wallet and cell phone. How does there Jackson, not like a cop man. just standing by the lock? You can't get into Mississippi State's locker room. I promise you that. How's there not a cop just standing there at all times? Oh man, that's not that's not a good look. That's before I I hate to stop on the sponsor here. We'll come back to you brothers in just a minute, but that's what's not going to keep make him stick around. Can't have that. How how does that happen? <laughs> He's Gosh, he is, man. evidently he's mad too. I, well, I, I get well, that. Uh, he should be. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, right.
1: and, and I, I'm going to guess his belongings
0: probably worth a work lot more, a lot than, more than
1: what yours or I's you I mean, there's a contacts be. that
0: are probably in his cell phone. They're probably not an NFL person, and he doesn't have a phone number for. So, all right, let's move on. That's a that's a bad look. If you could
1: call anyone that's in Deion Sanders Rolodex, who would it be?
0: He's probably got Sean Payton's
1: number. Or Drew give, him a, give him a shout. I think I'd call David
0: Justice. <laughs> talk about I'm sorry you got brain- nine, yeah, I didn't talk about, I didn't about the, think about from the baseball breeze. standpoint. Yeah, <laughs> dang. Uh, so it's this difficult transition here. But as I've mentioned before, uh, the place to be this spring is going to be out at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They're going to have one of the best patio situations in all of the Cotton District. In a, in a, in a place where there's a lot of great patios, Two Brothers is going to have the best one. Not only is it a great situ- great setup there, but some of the best food, the best drinks you're ever going to find. So much more than just barbecue at Two Brothers. That is Smoked Southern Soul Food. Some great burgers, sandwiches, tacos, wings. They've got it all there. And make sure you're following them on Instagram. Because not only, as I said before, when you see the pictures of the food, you're going to want to go eat there. But they've always got great specials running, and that's the best place to keep up with them. is on their Instagram page. They're right there in the Cotton District, 621 University Drive. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Joel and I were supposed to go to Oxford on Saturday. We made the decision not to for two reasons. One, opening day of baseball, we felt that might deserve a little bit more attention. But two, we just didn't trust the roads. You know, if you think about driving up Highway 9, it's pro- it probably wasn't completely thought. But I'll be honest with you, Joel, had I known the result at of time, we might have braved the elements. <laughs> Might have just taken eighty-two to fifty-five and then looped back around through Batesville. We felt we'd have gone the long way, but what a Considering the way the two teams were playing, and I actually uh, I texted my good friend Ben Garrett uh, after this game because I said I thought this was a, a very shocking result, and he said he he wasn't surprised by it because he felt that sta- that Ole Miss was just sort of due for a stinker at that point. So they've just sort of been running on. Not adrenaline, but however you wanted to look at it. Well, that's probably fair, because remember what they looked like prior to
1: this four-game winning streak they had that had everybody kind of changing their opinion about them.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they had not been playing well. And that game, that winning streak sort of started with Mississippi State. Yeah. Mississippi State played, I thought, defensively, their best game of the season. They hold Ole Miss to, uh, I need a percentage here, 38. 38% shooting. They hold uh, uh, Devontae Shuler. To one of fifteen shooting four points right, the, that is correct. He had two free throws and one made shot. Oh, almost was five of nineteen from behind the arc. He Meanwhile, scored I think twenty two in Starkville when they yeah. were here. Meanwhile, State very sharp, fifty one percent from the field. Didn't shoot well from the three point line, but didn't really need to uh, shoot seventy eight percent from the free from. I'm sorry, the three point line was where they did not shoot well. Free throw line they were great, fourteen of eighteen uh, there. They out rebound only missed 32 to 30. Um they only had fourteen turnovers in the game. They had eight steals. And my favorite stat
1: from like any basketball game when mm-hmm. this happens that shows just control. Yeah. State Abdullah do got a dunk at like the eighteen fifty five mark or something like that in the first half. So like a minute
0: into the game, he gets a dunk. Two yeah. nothing state, they led the rest of the way. They never they never trailed, led by as many, I believe, as four, F- 15. fifteen points. Okay, I thought it was fourteen. Uh, D.J. Stewart, sixteen points. Iverson Muller, seventeen points. Tolu Smith, twelve points, six rebounds. You mentioned Abdul Doo almost a double double for him, nine and seven with a couple of blocks. State played incredibly well, and they win the game, sixty-six fifty-six, all but bursting Ole Mrs. bubble. That will probably do it for any faint tournament chances the Rebels had. Not that this is anything that this is not the type of game where I should you should be changing your opinions about anything. But I really did think they were going to get up there. And not only get beat, I really thought they were going to get beat down. The good news is we have no predictions on the record. Yeah. (laughs) Because we would be on the record for some bad predictions. Yeah, if we'd have had to predict it, I probably would have predicted at least a 10-point loss. I would have probably predicted the opposite of the score, something like that. That Ole Miss would have won by 10 to 12 points. Uh, But as it is, State gets the win. Where did this come from? Well, I mean, imagine this.
1: Fans... And even you know, fans and media members and everybody can sometimes get wrapped up in the moment, and State has not looked good for the last, what, three weeks or so. They would lost 6-8 coming in. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, we've seen good performances out of this team this season. They're not – you know, I, I know people want to bash what they have been the last three weeks for good reason. But overall, on any given night, it's still in them to be that team that I was sitting on this show saying earlier in the year they're better than I thought they were. They're still that team. They kind of had a crash down to earth period there for three weeks. But, I mean, yeah, there's still some there's still some talent in there. I mean, it's why I think next year has at least the potential to be a promising season for Mississippi State. If you get further strides forward out of uh, Davon Smith and uh, the rest of the crew, Fountain and... Cam Matthews. I mean, if those guys take those Iverson Molinar leaps forward into next year, man, you got yourself a heck of a ball team. Yeah, uh, at the hump next year. But you ask where it comes from. I mean, I think the bottom line is this team is still talented. They're just
0: learning how to be consistent. Yeah, and it's it's more than just the 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 numbers. It's the way they played in this game. I thought defensively they were as aggressive as they had been all year. Uh, they they were even the Ole Miss shooters who were able to get open weren't getting great looks. They didn't give up a lot of wide-open looks, for sure. Well, there was a change for State here, too, in this game,
1: and that was DJ played the point a lot.
0: Yeah, which and, is surprising. And Ben Howland said, you're going to see that going forward. Which was very surprising to me, and he, but he played pretty well. Uh, he, only, he was six assists to three turnovers, so two to one there is totally acceptable. We've been harping on DJ for ball handling all year, but at the same time, if he can do it, that's a great mismatch because there's not a lot of six-foot-six point guards out there. <laughs> So I mean that's something you know. I'll just say this: that if state can get this kind of effort, when the when state plays with that kind of effort, they can win. Even against LSU, I thought their effort was okay. They just LSU just a really good offensive yeah. basketball team, and they're just more talented.
1: Yeah, you, your cousin is a uh, good keeper upper of the the give a crap meter. Yeah, y- you have the maroon is all that matters meter. Yes, he has the character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there somebody here?
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think of a good name for the give-a-crap meter maybe it's just uh, that but
0: uh I'll th- if i think of something i'll let you know <laughs> i'm trying to think like who, who would be a good strain strain you know either way uh yeah. there was lots of give-a-crap
1: on saturday night and, and you even saw it in game too Adu, yeah his, his comments post game were that they came yeah, to that's the guy who does
0: ever say anything by the way
1: yeah he, he was talking about how they came to start on punked us, and we said we weren't gonna let that happen and talked about how much it meant and it was kind of weird to hear Abdullah do talk like a guy that grew up in Starkville his whole life, but he kind of did yeah. I mean, in post
0: game. Just... When you think about like this game too, it's like like you said they led from start to finish; they they never trailed. I mean that's something that MSU fans this year have not had to deal with. You know, think about even like their the games against I think Georgia they led the whole way, but other than that, the Missouri game, the Florida games, you know, they they didn't lead the whole game in those. So. Really, a good win for Mississippi State. Now, like I said, nothing to nothing. If you're still not on the Howland bandwagon, and I'm not, you know, but this this isn't a win that gets you on. But at the same time, they didn't look at the remaining schedule. They have South Carolina on Wednesday. They finish with Texas A and M, assuming Texas A and M ever plays again. That program is just ravaged by COVID, I guess. But they have a chance to win a couple games here on the way out the door, and you know, finish the season relatively strong. And then you go the next year, and you just see what happens. Next year is going to be the year, right? Either you go back to the NCAA tournament, or you're going to find a new coach. Yeah, so there's just, there's no middle ground in year seven. You're, you know, you're willing to let this year be. If you finish above 12th, you, you exceeded your expectations. And yeah, you play. It was inconsistent, and it hasn't been good. But at the end of the day, if they if they win a couple, even just one more game, they they you're just going to have to go into next year. Well, see what
1: happens. at the end of the day. What do we say a week or two ago, or yeah, about a week ago? If state finished the year like three and three, um, you feel different about this team. I mean, because we were looking at a schedule and thinking, oh, they're going to win one. They're going to finish zero and six. I mean, we were having the big picture discussion, yeah, literally a week ago on this show. Um, if state, you know, if they win against South Carolina and you finish the year uh, a little, you know, game or two above five hundred. Then realistically coming into this year that's kind of what we all thought they'd be anyway, right? Yeah. So you've seen some things to feel good about where it could potentially go next year. And like you said, Ben Howland's on the clock next year. You know, you hear the phrase turn of your bus sometimes. That's literally what it's gonna be, I think, for him. Yeah, I agree. Next year. So uh but I think there is a potential for this team to be a tournament team next year. So there's
0: there's that. So that was like we we've talked about the good things from Saturday. Talk about one of the good things from, or one of the bad things from Sunday. Let's talk about the other one. Let's talk about women's basketball. And just sort of big picture here. <laughs> what what has happened? This might be the last time we talk about women's basketball in this program. This could be a seminal moment here, because the interest in that program is like a balloon that the air is let, is, is let out of. going to have to blow it back up. Nobody cares. There's contention between the fans and the program. Evidently. As evidenced by la- the the game recap tweet getting sent out with no replies allowed, <laughs> which you know doesn't prevent people from quote tweeting it, and I read those quote tweets. There's a lot of not happy people in there. Joel, I can live with the fact that I overestimated the talent on this team. I can live with the fact that I said that this should be a national championship or but fine, they're not that good, but they're not this bad either. They've lost five in a row. They may not make the NCA tournament. I want to talk. Take back to last year, even before Vic Schaefer left, and I said, "Okay, now next year they're not going to make the tournament." I mean, you would, you would have had me committed. They're like, "You can't host this show anymore, Brian. You've lost it." But they're on the verge of that. They're on the verge of that, and I don't have their schedule
1: right here in front of me. We got three it's, games left. Who who do they play? I'm wondering uh, if it's, I'm wondering if it's trending towards likely they don't make the NCAA tournament. Our good
0: friend Ben Portnoy uh, had that information. I got it right here. Uh, I thought he had it. The final three games are against Auburn, LSU, and Missouri. That's assuming that the games against Tennessee and Ole Miss are not made up, which I assume they will not be. I don't know what would be better, if they made them up or if they didn't. I'll tell because you right now. Because that may be Ten- too – Tennessee is probably a loss. And Ole Miss and might going be. Going to Oxford to play Ole Miss – they bout one here. You, you may not want to play that game. So, so yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. They, they, they lose to Alabama on Sunday. Uh, final score there was 71-63. But from what I can gather, I didn't watch any of this game, which, again, tells you I, I, I attended or watched every game this team played a season ago. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I had no idea what was going on there beyond Ben's tweets today. But from what I can gather, that that score makes it seem a lot closer than it actually was. I know state was down by as many as as 15 16 points in the second half.
1: This isn't fair to do at all because so nobody anyway. n- nobody knows
0: what would this team's record be with Vic Schaefer as the head coach? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer, but at the same time, uh I would love to get Vic on the record, truth serum inserted into
1: his veins, yeah. and ask him what he thought this team would be before he left. Like if you were back, if you you know, let's go back to February or something like yeah. next
0: year's team, Vic. Yeah. you're still at Mississippi State in this scenario. There's no way he wouldn't have said they what were do you be think good that team is because of what he was bringing back. There's no way he wouldn't have thought I'll have this team in the top ten again. There's no way, and yet here we are, and just like I said, just watching this team play when I've watched them, you talked about the give-a-crap meter, it's low. It's really low, for this team. They don't appear, appear to give a crap. And, I mean, I'm not saying you're going to let a coach go after two seasons, but my god, if they tank and they have two back-to-back bad seasons after what this team program had become, I don't see how you can move forward with that. Because the program will die. You will go back to a couple hundred people at the hump on a on a on a Thursday night because nobody's coming out of their way to watch this team when they're not good
1: and you you know it's kind of funny well, funny for the wrong word but you, you look at you're not going to see that if this trend continues you're not going to see that lack of support this year because of the COVID restrictions and things probably the die hardest of the die hard are coming out anyway yeah and it's going to be close to what that capacity number mm-hmm. is anyway this year but the fact of the matter is if they opened it up to everybody you with the interest level, what it is, is getting back close to probably what it
0: might be even yeah. in a COVID-restricted yeah. environment. I mean, huh? That's you know that's what women's basketball was, you know, you know uh, what would be uh, after Schaefer or pre-Schaefer, B, B, BV, yeah. before Vic. You know, I mean, 500, 600 people at these games. Nobody, Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to take time to come.
1: Yeah, and the thing with Vic, too, and this is, again, I, I, she is coaching in an environment that no one in history has coached in. So I I want that to be out there, Mm -hmm. that she has faced a bunch of issues that nobody has ever had to face before. So that said, if Vic had started struggling, there would have been, I don't think, as precipitous a drop-off of interest in, in things because Vic had built such a relationship with the community of Mississippi State women's basketball. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, he's right. he was always out there thanking the fans and having events and players going up into the stands, signing autographs, taking pictures. I get a lot of that stuff you can't even do right now because of the pandemic. Um, I don't know how much Nikki would have done had there not been a pandemic. I don't know. But Vic had a lot of good favor built up where if he stubbed his toe a few times, people would be a little more forgiving. Well because he, Nick, he had Nicky's credit in the bank. Yeah, Nikki's not getting not yeah. getting that grace. You don't have she any credit.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's she it's, doesn't have the relationships and she doesn't have that It's sort of why Mullen was able to survive going five and seven in twenty sixteen. He had credit in the bank. And he, you know, he he did what he had to do there. It's it's how, you know Rick Stansberry was able to survive towards the end until he finally just ran out of credit. You know, Vic Schaefer had a ton of credit, so he could have had a down year and it's just been like, you know, with everything going on Plus, Vic Schaefer was just the the fan base he built it. it, and he didn't really build it as much through winning. Although that had a huge, he built it by you know his weekly luncheons yeah. and and you know, I mean those, the, that group of people who followed them around everywhere they were loyal to Vic Schaefer. Yeah, and I don't know that Vic that McRae Penson has that same loyalty, and she hasn't been able a chance to you know get it because she hasn't been able to do luncheons or anything like that. But the, I'll be interested to see when we get out of this does that continue do they go back to having the luncheons and and having all the stuff you know and having like think about the way the players you know we used to have to wait a long time you don't know this cuz you didn't cover the women at the time but you knew that when you came into the press conference you were going to be sitting there waiting on Vic Schaefer for about 30 40 minutes because he and all the players would stay out there and they would sign every oh, yeah. autograph and talk to every fan that wanted to talk to them that's how you build that he built that program up so the big picture question here is based on
1: this did we overestimate what this team was, or is this team not responding to its head coach? I mean, that the answer to that question... Could be both.
0: I mean, I think we definitely overestimated what this team was. There's no question about that. Yeah. But at the same time, this team is not this bad. They just aren't. There's no way. I mean, the team with Rakia Jackson and Jessica Carter and Aliyah Matharu is not this bad. So... They they got a lot they got a lot of questions to answer. If they don't make the tournament this year, that's going to be a real interesting second season for Nikki McRae We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's an incredible discussion we're having, by the way. I just I can't believe it. But we it is
1: we, we, we could have, have never foreseen talking about that.
0: No, no chance. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show will recap what happened in Arlington on Monday, uh, and th- anything else we need to talk about from there, we'll get that covered. And uh, yeah, rumbling still set for our Wednesday show uh, as normal, and then we'll have some other baseball stuff, and a bunch of other things this week, is
1: guys. There, is South Carolina game? No, South Carolina game. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. There's a women's game Tuesday. They're making up. It's an
0: afternoon game, right? It's like five o'clock. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, all right. Well, guys, we'll talk to you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. Boom. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi ah! media production.